five, four, three, two, one. Check, check, people. This is your host for this evening, driving you to work on a Monday morning or potentially getting myself fired from a job in uh, 20 years in the future. My name is Dougal Cameron. I'm here with uh, Alex Cameron and Andy Cameron, uh, who will be joining us for the number 26th edition of The Wrap. How are you, boys? Gave us a nice little asthma introduction <laughs> there. Got real intimate with the mic there, with those sound bites. I'm making love to the mic. You're making sweet, velvet love to the mic. Um, Let me I'm tell you what these lips do. Let's uh, <laughs> not delve there, but uh, I'm a bit tired. It's been a big week, but I'm good. I'm ready to go. Fired up. It is sometimes... It, you know, we have recorded some raps when we're a bit dusty, when we're a bit... When you record a rap on a Sunday night, you can find yourself occasionally dusty. We did have... Alex reckoned our our best one when he was away was the one when we were just so tired. The one where we were talking about um, Sherlock and Holmes. <laughs> and uh, you thought that was pretty good. It was a good one. It was a good one. No, but, you know, I'm excited to be here. We've got some nice mood lighting going on um, around here. And you know what I'm most excited for, Dukes? I'm most excited to um, sift through the rocks to get to the sand at the bottom. To get to the I sand still at the feel bottom. as if I never actually said that. <laughs> I work to find the original quote. There's a lot of fake news going yeah, on around considering here. Considering you and Dad go around TSing about it, I'd be happy to hear it again. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the uh, big minds are on it. I get to wear now that we don't. Big brain time. Now that we get um, (laughs) it's not being recorded uh, in video format, but we might change that. We might be able to get um, the live stream going. We keep saying that we might be able to. But the good thing about that is we could do some costumes. I'm I'm keen to make it a little bit fancy dress. Maybe do some black tie. So make it black tie. You know, some um, casual uh, cultural appropriation. Well, that's Um, that's what I was leading into. Is that I'm uh, wearing sunglasses now. I'm wearing sunglasses and. let me just. Let it's me eight o'clock at night. It's it's, it's five o'clock. to ten actually. <laughs> it's five to so ten. So it's, it's well. It's very eight, eight very o'clock mountain time. So <laughs> the people who you mean um central time or mountain time. <laughs> it's uh it's people who wear sunglasses at at night time. You're one or two people. They're people who have no idea or people who know the textbook of what you're allowed to do and then make their own textbook. So it's either all old mate no idea or Kanye West and I fall into the Kanye West 50 cent bracket with my sunglasses on here is Jesus is King King. no I've never I haven't listened to it is it good has it got your preaching preaching gospel has it got you singing uh, um, I think it's a little bit too abstract for my liking there are a couple of bangers a couple of real slappers but what's um, your favorite let me I've I've added it to my Spotify player so have a a quick look um, well, we can hear Andy's uh, Kanye review in a second. It wasn't too long ago. Andy's jumping to the conclusion was that Kanye is the best artist of our generation, I think. Yep. But um, <clears throat> what have we got today? Well, let me guide you through. <laughs> a trip down memory lane. <laughs> or future lane, depending on when you're listening or, you know or how could you're be, listening. Could be present lane. Could be present lane. <laughs> Could be present lane. Park lane. <laughs> could be Sean Lane. <laughs> could um, be best could, Parramatta Eels player. The hands. Could, could hands be Lane down. Lane Way. Festival. All right, we've got two stories today coming at you. We got the um, domestic story, which is the government banning the Uluru climbing, uh, and we have the international story of uh, WikiLeaks file drop regarding 
Is it the chemical attacks which were allegedly perpetrated by Assad? Which are it, it's actually the uh, the documents pertaining to the investigation of the alleged chemical droppings um, by Assad. So you know, there's a little teaser there. So it's you know, just to get you interested, uh, it's the investigation into the investigators. So who polices the police? Who polices the police? It's, uh, who did what to who, and how did they do it? To who That's done the it? Question. And to who, who done it? Who done it? In, done in the spirit it? of Sherlock and Holmes, and um, we're going to be having a real good think about this one. That's great to hear. But our, our loyal rappers, our loyal listeners, <laughs> I like the term rappers. I think we should keep. Did we just coin that? Yeah, rappers. We'll put a little trademark copyright next to it. The rappers, uh, they know that. Um, that could, we could put that on a t-shirt somehow. We could say the rappers and people would know that it was from the rap. Andy's got a few things um, on his to-do list regarding Carnage kind of Channel, so I'm happy to just add that onto his list as Are well. You? How about we give me a bloody Alex, once? How about we do that? <laughs> Alex is bringing the heat. He might have been a bit too combative on Andy in the last podcast, but we're just trying to mellow it out a little bit. I think we just try to promulgate the, the chill vibes today. Promulgate's a good word. I do. I use it a lot in essays. I can imagine. That's where I thought it came from. Yeah. Promulgate, elucidate. You know, new segment, Andy's Word of the Week. What do we reckon? I like that a lot, actually. Expand his learning. Do a bit of bit of reading. Um, and I think you should define it and use it in a sentence. Yeah, and spell it out as well, just like those... ESPN or word origins. Things. You have to say what country it's from. Yeah, the etymology of the word, eh? That's good. That's good. Andy, you are expanding. I'm and on you know I'm what? And a little little known fact for our, all our listeners who are into their trivia and minutia. Um, is it minutia? It could be minutia. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, minutia, M I N U T I A. Um, well, about fifty percent of Tasmanians are illiterate. You wouldn't read about it. Well, they would <laughs> for sure. Your lucky dude will save that joke because that was going down shit creek fast, is what you could say. And he's dropped the S word. It's an idiomatic. It's idiomatic. I think I'm going to pass there. He's the making up words now. He's, he's just making up he's words. He's making up words to give himself a pass. <laughs> um, all right. Now, in honour of the wives and girlfriends, it's been... What are we, how far... We're about at least five, ten minutes into the rap and we haven't got, gotten to our first fun segment before we even get to the serious segments which is called Jumping to Conclusions. In honour of the wives and girlfriends who love to jump to conclusions, uh, particularly about their man, without evidence, we, uh, we embody that spirit and that vibe as we jump to conclusions, uh, and we will later defend one of them, and we're going to decide that after we hear them. But Andos, I always look forward to your conclusions, Doss. It's because you guys always try to make me defend it at the end, knowing full well I haven't thought it through yet. Um, but my one... Had a week to think about it. Yeah, look, with a lot like this show, the production value isn't isn't that high. But um, Speak for yourself, mate. My, it was, I'll, I'll give it... I'll, I'll tell you what it originally was, and I'll give you the little Disgusting. amendment. The, uh, Blasphemous. The, the, the first thought that uh, came to me just before was that Australian YouTubers suck. <laughs> But then that's I, us. But I know. But then I. Alex uh, made his YouTube debut this week on a on a collab. But then I changed a that. Collab. I reframed it to say that Australian media sucks. Ooh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. Um, who's who's in the idea of the media? Everyone from um, from Carnage House. From no, of course not. We're exempt. But um. It starts starts at the mainstream media, ABC, SBS. 
Just the taxpayer-funded ones? Well, all of them, pretty much. Even Channel 10 is bloody. But, and then it also extends to YouTube as well. Sky After Dark. You know what? I haven't even heard of that, actually. Well, let me tell you, (laughs) you're not missing out on anything because they're just a bunch of old fascists. That's all they are. They're just fascists. Racists. They're racist fascists. yeah, Mine's Australian media sucks. Oh, okay. I was interested by the Australian YouTube suck. I thought, because you could really get some people personally offended by that. <laughs> so I thought, I was keen for Andy well, to kind of stick with I that. do have some favourite YouTubers. Do a, do I'm interested to hear about Andy's favourite YouTubers. I like, um, I think my favourite Australian YouTuber is probably Lewis Spears. I like him a lot. Just, well, wasn't he the guy you were just ripping on before the show started? Uh, no, it wasn't. So how about you stop TSing? Butterfield. Isaac Butterfield. Isaac Butterfield. Isaac Butterfield. Yeah, I, look, I, I've, I've got a bit of time for, for Isaac Butterfield. I used to have more time for him, but... You used to have a clock, an Isaac Butterfield clock. That's how much time you have. <laughs> you know what? You just, you just get, getting better as the, as the rap goes on, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Right. Wait, okay, MC's bringing it back. <laughs> Alex, MC, what's, your, M- what's your conclusion? MCDC. Um, I think we've got to revamp... Um, reassess the way in which we look at uh, venue security at bars and, and pubs entirely. I think we need to s- scrap the current rule book. That because our buddy last night didn't get let in, even though it was uh, everyone else was dressed up in hilarious, strange costumes and he was dressed in normal clothes and he got kicked out of the line for being ridiculous. <laughs> it, I, I, there are so many ways you can spin this. Um, but yeah, basically, that, that was kind of the inspiration where, you know, amidst all the funny costumes, our, 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 our mate got, got kicked out, despite being led into the same venue five minutes beforehand. <laughs> yeah. So after relining up the second time, they decided, um, not today, Buster. So I would say we need to relook at um, the way in which we approach security for venues. Is that just a general dissatisfaction with it? I think it's a general, I think everyone is generally dissatisfied. The thing it. I don't like, actually, one of the, my biggest peeves about going out is that it often takes, like when we went out last night, it was okay, but it often takes like 30 minutes to line up to actually buy a damn drink. Oh, yeah, bloody hell. It's disgusting. Yeah, well, I this mean... Way, Sydney, I'm so disenfranchised for Sydney's nightlife. Like, you got to get there at, at 8, 8 to, to, to buy some drinks, really, and to kind of get you and get, get on a good And drinks are so ride. expensive with taxes and Wages. Else. You know, the big cost is really wages. You reckon? Mm. Yeah, it is. It is. It's massive. Yeah, I agree. It's bloody exorbitant is what it is. Yeah, it's astronomical. Astronomical, gastronomical, but I'm gonna out of this world. Do how about you? You give us yours, mate. Uh, mine is that. Um, oh, we got mum in the kitchen. We haven't closed the door. Do you want to get one of the lights? I like it a little bit darker. I think a bit, bit of, even more moody. Bit, a bit more moody. Well, my conclusion is that even one more, mate. My conclusion is that somebody should start a. Um, oh, I've just thought of like a new conclusion, which is even better. Which is even better. Which is related, but it's even better. So the sham wow guy. So like, wait, there's more. <laughs> so like, you know how you know how if you get like a flat battery and you're out somewhere in a car, you have to wait so long for um for the NRMA to come and get you. And like, the NRMA they often take like a couple hours or something, and it's pretty expensive and and whatever. What if you had like uh, an app where there was just people. Driving around, driving around the city. I think this is to um, and they'll they'll put your battery. They'll put your battery. They'll flip it on. They'll, they'll jump start it. They'll jump start it. 
that was coming out of my other conclusion, which is general dissatisfaction with the NRMA, and that there should be there should be another, particularly roadside assistance company, which is way easier to do. They don't tell you you're going to have to stay there for the next three hours. Like I only need something small, um, and you're paying these guys, and it's like I felt like the service delivery in general was is poor, and that it, there's a fantastic opportunity for us another company to come in. I think there are other providers, but. You know, overall, my, my, my experience with NRMA has been pretty good. It's been pretty good. I mean, you often do wait two or three hours, but that's just kind of the nature of the beast. <clears throat> now, to your first conclusion, I think there already is... What's it uh, called? I've got no idea. I assume something along the lines of battery to you or something along the lines of charge you up or something like that. <laughs> that's what I Charge me up and turn me on. Flip me over. <laughs> Flip me over and... <laughs> Give me some revs. <laughs> 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 Put it in reverse. Chuck it in neutral. Put the handbrake down. Put the handbrake up. Getting get double parked. Put the seat back. Okay. <laughs> Fill her up. Let's Put, turn the nozzle. Getting me going. Diesel. All Special right. unleaded. <laughs> e10 ethanol leaded petrol I think that's where the joke ends oh, Andy's um, still okay, not happy from last week <laughs> Andy which one I think they're all pretty good I, uh, which one do you want to delve into I like Andy's Australian media sucks I want to hear about the YouTubers though <laughs> yeah I want to hear which YouTubers you really but don't can, like um, because what can, I want yeah, is, I, is I, some I, retaliation. Maybe videos. that's how we get extra famous, is we start some beefs. Right, you know, I like, reckon we start some beefs. So Where's beef? Just, James Charles. No, just talk. James, <laughs> James <laughs> Charles. I think my main... You absolutely <laughs> suck. My main beef, I think, is with Frenchie. So you're getting called out, Frenchie. Frenchie. I met Frenchie. I like Frenchie. I, I liked Frenchie. I like Frenchie. I feel as if... This was Frenchie. the best. This was the best. I was on the train with Dad. We were going somewhere. And I'd shown Dad a Frenchie video before. And, um... And um, anyway, Frenchie, Frenchie's on the train with some of the roundabout crew. And I remembered Tom's name and there was the other little guy, Kenny. But I forgot Kenny's <laughs> name, the little Indian guy in the group. And I didn't even know it was, um, I, I went up, I was like, oh, Frenchie, Tom, <laughs> what's up? And I didn't even realize that it was Kenny from the roundabout crew who was sitting next to them. And so then... Um, I was like, oh, whatever. And then I went and sat back down. And I was like, oh, Dad, it's Frenchie over there. And he's like, oh, really? And then, so Dad goes up and Dad goes and sits next to Frenchie and talks to the Frenchie and Tom and leaves me in the seat over there for like the remainder of the train trip. But uh, I don't think he knew who Kenny was. And I didn't know who what Kenny did, was. Did Frenchie know who, who Dad was? No, I don't think so. So it was just some kind of random... Uh, random middle-aged man. Yeah. Ram? Okay, um, but I'm yeah. So I'm happy to hear. I, I reckon we just hear Andy. All right, let's do Australian hit. YouTubers. Andy, make a hit list. Are we doing Australian? I, 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 we'll, we'll do it about Australian YouTubers, but it extends as well to Australian media. You suck. Who's um, the channel in a curse and just go straight to Tracy Grimshaw? Oh, <laughs> and um, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, clipping this this bit of Andy calling out the Australian YouTubers up and then promoting it. That could be one of our first real promoted clips. Yeah, we could do. But the, we don't have it recorded, though. We could have we could have a rap battle against Australian YouTubers. Rap battle segment each week? 
that we call out an Australian YouTuber. Well, I think they, might get a bit they, they, already have, they already have this rap battle business on Nova 969, but it's all PG stuff. I'm thinking, like, we, if we do it, we go hard. R-rated. We go jugular R-rated. You go cursed style. Go cursor on Tracy Grimshaw. African-American accents? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so no, we'll put that to the viewers. We'll put that we'll to the listeners. Some, we'll get some culturally inappropriate get ups on as well. I'll be wearing some like, like you know. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get my dreads done. <laughs> I had someone tell me I should get my get, get my dreads done the other night at uh, this techno event. Like, bro, you'd look great with dreads on. We could do it. Um, we could come out like like crime time from WWE. Yeah. Crime <laughs> time with the ghost. Some white beaters, some What's real that blue, guy's name? blue shorts. A little Ray J or something. <laughs> something. JTG. JTG. Crime time. Um, it's not spelt. It's not spelt like crime time. Yeah, it's I got know. lies in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. That's, not a, it's not doing any stereotypes for for African American. Uh, anyway. So there's. There was um, JTG and Shad, which I've Shad. said three Shad. times. <laughs> Shad, he was the enforcer Shad. of the two. The thing is, when Shad went up against someone like the Big Show, it was absolutely useless because his only his only <laughs> gimmick, his only get up, was being big. And then when someone was bigger than him, he was just a little yeah. little idiot. So apparently, yeah. it's crime time. Um, the gang stars. And Shad Gaspard and the Naval Hoodie. Oh, Shad Gaspard, <laughs> I remember that. And the Naval Hoodie. <laughs> the Naval Hoodie. <laughs> oh, speaking of reminiscing, I had a... So here's, here's an actual fact for you. You you get like a... Re, you, your your dreams you have every night are like have a relationship with like your REM sleep. Um, and rapid eye movement sleep. Rapid eye movement sleep. And it's like when you when you drink... It stops the rapid eye movement sleep, which generates dreams while your alcohol is like still processing in your system or something. But that what that means is that that's why for the last few hours after you drink of your sleep, after you go out, uh, you get these really like vivid dreams. And um, I had this dream this morning about um, about the hills from MTV. Do you guys remember that show, The Hills? Yeah. yeah. And like, Lauren, Lauren the dirty is. Window, the sun Anyway, that show, and then I was like, "Oh, Lauren, Lauren," and everyone, everyone, because obviously Lauren's the best character. She was, she was the most attractive. On she that was program. the best character, and um, but except my, except for maybe Spencer. Spencer's a great character. Spencer, Spencer was the original Scott um, Disick. Scott Disick, the original Lord Disick. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, then I looked up Lauren, and she's got a couple of kids. She's got her own podcast. Even I looked her up today on Instagram. We might try and do a collab. Call her up. No. Live stream on Twitch. Which we'll hopefully get to you soon. <laughs> All right. First story is going to be brought to us by Andy Cameron. Yeah, let's dox me like that. Andy Cameron, who lives uh, in his mother's basement. <laughs> it's a dox. Andy Miles Spaghetti in the um, basement. Which is that Uluru is not uh, available to be climbed anymore. I reckon we let Andos introduce this. I'm keen to hear, hear his spin on it. Well, Dougal pretty much has just introduced it. It's not... Uh, there's not too much uh, mashed potatoes to this one, but it's the, the government has banned Uluru, the climbing of Uluru as of October the 26th, which was uh, yesterday or two days ago, if you're uh, listening to this on your Monday drive into work. But um, in line with the agreed process of the Uluru Kata Chuta National Park Management Plan um, and the wishes of the traditional owners, the, owners, the climb to the top of Uluru will be closed from the 26th of October. Uluru traditional owner and board chairman, Sammy Wilson, said simply that it was time. 
We've talked about it for so long and now we're able to close the climb. It's about protection through combining two systems, the government and Anangu, Mr. Wilson said. That's the, the Aboriginal tribe that uh, is associated, the uh, traditional custodians of the land. Um, this decision is for both non-Anangu, I'm going to keep butchering this, I'm sorry, and um, yeah, to, to, it's for people who are Aboriginal or non-Aboriginal to feel proud about uh, to realise, of course, it's the right thing to do. The land has law and culture. We welcome tourists here. Closing the climb is not something to feel sub- upset about, but a cause for celebration. Let's come together. Let's close it together. He said that we've chosen the date of the 26th of October 2019 to close the climb permanently, as it is a date of huge significance to this tribe. On October 26, 1985, Uluru and Kacha were handed back to Anangu after many years of hard work by elders. So there's... That was the official statement given by uh, the parks and the environment uh, people. But there have been, uh, of course, differing views and a little bit of controversy around it. So the first, the first view is pretty much the one which is encompassed by that media statement, which is that the rock belongs to the Indigenous people and also the underlying tenure belongs with the Anangu people. Hence their decision to not want to, people to climb it should be respected. That's one side. The other side is that the rock should belong to all and that indigenous people should not have a monopoly on spiritually important places. Um, This is made pretty interesting. There's this guy called David Hewitt who spent 10 years working in communities around Uluru in the 60s and 70s and who in 1972 led a group of Aboriginal workers from Docker River, which is near Uluru, who built the original store at the base of Uluru. He says that during his time, the Aboriginal people saw people who were Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal climbing the rock and didn't care. People only started to get concerned in the early 90s. And he says, this is a quote, one of many circumstances where the white fellas have misinterpreted Aboriginal law and that the push to close was driven by Parks Australia. A park manager has responded saying the climb has been closed because of a lack of people climbing and advice from traditional owners. News of the closure has also driven up tourists wanting to climb by 30% this year. So there's the two conflicting views and the sort of backstory of it being closed. So from now on, there'll be no climbing. What are our original thoughts, Zan? Was um, <clears throat> so is 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 the argument that just got put forward there that there are kind of conflicting rationales for the behind the closure of the? Is that what that guy's well, saying? Basically, yeah, he said that, that there's not really a kind of consistent. Um, there's not a consistent push. There's not well, a consistent much, reason. Yeah. From he's saying that from his immersion in the culture, which has been for 50, 60 years is that yeah. it's different to the one that's being construed now. And he's pretty much just saying that what's given out about the Aboriginal people's views is a bit of misinformation and that people have interpret the people in charge have interpreted it the wrong way. <clears throat> yeah, so my understanding about this is, is pretty limited, but my understanding is that in kind of 34 years ago or whatever it was, um, the, the, this particular Indigenous tribe was given... Um, custodianship basically by the government yeah and so at this point up until then they've kind of tolerated people climbing and, and using all the room um but now they've they've just decided to close it basically so i'm kind of <clears throat> if they have been given custodianship of the land, and they are the custodians of that area i'm kind of happy for them to do if they want to close the climb they can close the climb um obviously the the the, the issue is whether or not kind of considering that they're at 
my understanding is that there were a lot of tribes who who potentially could have claimed ownership over Uluru, that it was kind of a meeting place for a whole bunch of different tribes and didn't really belong to one particular Aboriginal tribe. So the, the, the discussion really could maybe be around whether or not they should have been given it in the first place. But since they have been, um, I'm, I'm kind of ambivalent about it. Yeah. There have also been a couple of other concerns, uh, which are firstly people's safety. Um, some people get stuck up there. Um, when it's wet, maybe? Well, I'm, I'm not too sure, but there's been instances of like people having to get bodies off the, off the rock, which is... Uh, dead bodies? Dead bodies. Um, also, How did they die? I would say probably from heat, uh, heat stroke would be it. Are there any also, snakes up there? Probably not. It's a bit, a bit high. Scorpions? Maybe. Do you reckon snakes can slide up rocks? Yes. They do it up. They've got trees. So I'd say so. But also, um, yeah, there are other any people... Any listeners know? Other people um, have, like, fallen off parts of the rock. And also another concern is that people, because it's just, it's such a momentous climb, right, and there aren't actually any toilet facilities up there, when people have to do their business one and two, when the rain eventually comes, it goes back down the rock into the water holes and stuff like that around it, which is uh, not Do they not have bathrooms up the top? I don't think so, no. And even still, the rock, the rock itself is so massive that even if they had them at the top... How big exactly is the rock? Well, that's what we've got. Apparently, it's not even the biggest in Australia, though. Mount Augustus is the big, is even bigger. Well, of course, they're mountains, which are bigger than... No, 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 but it's a rock. It's a rock. It's like all the room. Its, it's elevation is 863 metres. Can you check Mount Augusta? It's not actually a mountain, though. It's a rock. Although, can you classify mountains as rocks? Mountains. Because they're now just composed, essentially, of rocks. But, the separate and point... And snow. Yeah, but... Mount, some... Mount Augustus... In Western Australia, is higher. It's uh, one thousand miles. Maybe it's biggest in terms of mass because it's yeah, still thicky. It is. It is a. It's you know what packs that wagon. It's got that. It's double cheeked up. You it's could got say. Got in a trunk. It's got that. Got that caboose. But uh, Duke, what are your what are your thoughts on the on the rock closure? Yeah, I don't really mind. I know that Pauline went and did a climb and made a big media thing and said that all the rules should belong to all Australians. It's a hard question. It's a hard question. Because, uh, yeah, personally, I don't really care that much. I mean, if someone climbs up, if some comedian climbs up the rock and goes to jail, I'd be like, that's probably a... Step too far. Step too far. And I, I reckon that's financial punishment. That's what a law is or something. But, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. Like, I don't have a big e- impulse either way. It's kind of like, if they want to close it, I guess they can close it. But... Um, yeah, that's 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 kind of my only that's kind of my only reaction, I think. Yeah, also, a bit of a non-reaction there from Dukes. Also, they do neither here nor there. They do say one of the one of the concerns was that uh, there's just not enough people climbing. Although up I think anyway. if I don't buy that. Although I, don't I, buy I think that. if there was concerns about the dead bodies thing is kind of strange to me. Like, how do you how do you, how do you die up there? Like, how long does it take to climb? Do we know? Look, mate, I couldn't tell you. Because well, I wonder, like, if it's um, like you'd have to be relatively physically fit to get up to the top. You reckon? Well, I mean, you'd have to be fit enough that you you'd be able to get back down. Well, you can always yeah, like getting down. Getting, down I reckon getting down is easier than going up. I think you. I reckon you could be on the money there. Getting and down is easier. Or no, harder? getting up is. Yeah, getting down is easier. So getting that means down is easier. Yeah, I can getting down is easier. 
obviously. But so what I'm saying is that how can you get to the top and then not be able to get back down? I would say getting down is more dangerous, but getting down is easier. But no, they say that you, more people die on Everest going down than going up. Yeah, Way I would more. say that as well. But Everest, Everest is a completely different beast anyway, I would say, just because you take you expend so much energy getting up that getting back down. That's part of it. But also with, with Uluru, it's just like I feel as if gravity is a big factor and you have to, as a, as a big schlank dog who has gone on... Uh, treks for, for cadets etc i know that my center of gravity is too high that i that when i get moved direct when i'm trying to navigate a terrain <laughs> it does get difficult especially going down especially because your center of gravity is largely kind largely of above head. the neck yeah it's largely it's, it's big brain time you could say um, okay so i did a bit of googling because um you know it's it's amazing what you can do it says how long will it take to climb airs rock Ayers Rock is 348 metres high. That's a 95-storey building, allegedly. The climbing path is about 1. Is it really that big? 1.6 kilometres long. So it's only 1.6 k's and can be treacherous. But it goes up. The first hard. part has a chain to hold on to. It is a very strenuous climb. Most of the over 35 deaths at Ayers Rock were due to heart attacks. And it takes about two hours to complete. Only two hours. If you, look, it's 1.6 k's, two hours... Maybe we should do it's not a. That maybe we should honest. do a, a, a challenge to see which one of us can get up Airs Rock the quickest. It's well, going to be difficult since you can't climb. It's, it's, it's illegal. We we some bad mofos. Okay, All right, this is Andy. This is why our bodies go for so long. Well, you realize we didn't get to the bloody first story for about twenty minutes because we were getting so damn tangential. Tangential. Getting tangential. <laughs> that's a that's a nice that's a nice t-shirt. I think getting tangential. Getting tangential. I think is a nice t-shirt. Tangential. How would we do it though with the words? Tangential. Would we go across the chest? How would you spell? I'd say I'd say you do getting like with an apostrophe and then tangential on the back. <laughs> getting on the front, tangential on the back. <laughs> you could do that. Getting tangential. All right. Um, that's one for the fans. It's one for the, for the book. Alex has written yeah, that I think, down. I think, uh, I think that's it. I think that story is pretty much wrapped up. Okay. Let that's um, in a neat little package. With a cherry cherry on top. Have you seen Have you seen a Simpsons episode? I don't think I have, mate. I reckon I've seen pretty close to most of the Simpsons episodes. I've never seen that. It was a bit where um, Maud Flanders... No, well, they were trying to figure out some mystery in any way. These... Um, yeah, it all got wrapped up and then Homer goes, there's still one thing remaining, the whereabouts of your wife, Maud. And then Ned's like, she's right here, Homer. He's like, well, everything's wrapped up in a neat little package, isn't it? That's pretty funny. I think the family guy mysteries are significantly more funny than the Simpsons ones. The Simpsons is more social commentary, I think, than, than ha-ha. I think family guy's got a... A good level of social commentary to it. The best social commentary is in South Park. South Park is by far the best. Sure, hand and shoulder. Uh, Rick and Morty also got a little bit of social commentary. Yeah, more, more philosophical than yeah, anything else. Yeah, it's definitely more on the human condition than it is about social issues. But Rick and Morty is a, is a very quality piece of, of TV show. Nice. Alright, well. Uh, let's move on. The dude is supposed to be moving swiftly onwards. I can't moderate the. Ten, 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 Um <laughs> Alex, this is actually a big story. You're gonna have to guide us through what's been happening with the WikiLeaks and Assange and Syria drop regarding some chemical attacks. Okay, big brain time. 
So big brain power. <clears throat> um, a whistleblower from with the Organisation for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, so OPCW. And so whenever there's a chemical weapons attack and people want to find out who done it, um, the boys from the OPCW get called in. So when Bashar al-Assad allegedly dropped um, gas and gassed his own people... On the town he just liberated from ISIS the town and gave him the, uh, the welcome back into Assad country present of a chlorine attack, allegedly. On April the 7th, 2018 is when the attack took place. The OPCW boys were called in. And so... Opical. The opical what? <laughs> The traditional owners of of the investigative equipment um, found of the acronym of the acronym acronym uh, found and so they, they they found reasonable grounds for believing a toxic chemical was used against civilians, uh, likely chlorine gas. <laughs> because he's a Gemini, he's saying that. <laughs> Some, I'm not sure what you been in your horoscope there yesterday, but it's getting out of hand now. <laughs> For those who haven't experienced it, Dougal sends out landish comments while looking you right in the eye. <laughs> Tell me today that oh, I'm going to be moved because I'm a Taurus. I'm not a Taurus. I wasn't even in a stroppy mood. <laughs> <laughs> the bloody shambles. I think it is one of, one of the all-time greats is attributing something to someone because of a horoscope that they don't belong to. He, he, he missed the train. He was he's a Sagittarius. What do you, what do you expect? Um, so the OPCW found reasonable grounds for believing toxic chemical was used against civilians. Okay, and so no one really ever got access to the investigative, what they were investigating. Um, but they, they, they came to the conclusion that it was Assad, basically it was Assad who'd done it and it was chlorine. Smoke and mirrors. Um, so, and it was significant because after that, Donald Trump then launched 66 missiles into Tomahawk missiles into Syria, which was bad Trump. Um, 66 T-boys. 66 T-bangers into... Um, into Syria, okay, and so what's what's happened now is that a um, a whistleblower from within has been able to um, kind of cast doubt over the whole investigative process, and uh, the uh, director general of the OPCW between nineteen ninety seven and two thousand two, Jose Bustani, um, even said that when he was hearing about the um, the reports and the findings, he couldn't really believe it. You know, it didn't really make sense, particularly in the context of um, the Syrians kind of liberating Duma. Um, he's and winning. It was the second one, because there, there was a one that would happen like two years before that as yeah. well. And everyone, so many people were sceptical about that. He said, uh, I could make no sense of what I was reading in the international press. Even official reports of investigation seemed to be incoherent at best. An official report of the investigation published by the OPCW last March found reasonable grounds for believing a toxic chemical had been used as a weapon in Duma and that the chemical was likely to have been chlorine. Okay. So, this whistleblower um, 
has then heard and distributed documents to a panel which said that there was unacceptable, unacceptable practices in the OPCW during the investigation into the alleged chemical attack in Duma in Syria. So, um, we became convinced by the testimony that key information about chemical analysis, toxicology consultations, ballistic studies, and witness testimonies was suppressed ostensibly to favour a preordained conclusion. So what, the, what the, the whistleblower is essentially saying is that the OPCW went in before even having looked at anything with the conclusion that Assad gassed his own people. Um, you know, and if that's true, the implications are pretty, uh, pretty far-reaching because what that's essentially saying is you have a, a, it was supposed to be an independent investigator then propping up a, a regime change war for the purpose of kind of um, prolonging a, a, a dominance of the <clears throat> military industrial complex. It's, <clears throat> it's a massive story if it's true. And um, Well, I think it... Well, I got feeling is that they did probably they did probably fudge it, um, and if chemicals were dropped, it would probably wasn't by Assad. And I think it's the deep reason is that there's a range of people, range of foreign policy hawks, you would say, who have a worldview of uh, U.S. competition with Russia, maybe China as well today, but they want to preserve American influence in the Middle East, particularly around valuable oil fields, contested regions, etc. Because Bashar al-Assad, the president of Syria, who is the best candidate to, to be in charge of Syria, unless you somehow think the Kurds are going to do a good job, or and the only other alternative is ISIS. <clears throat> but because, so US <clears throat> didn't want Assad in charge, because Assad is friends with Russia and sympathetic to Russia. So they want to, they want to charge Assad with crimes so that American military can have an excuse to be in Syria, not let Assad take over and not let Russia gain access to like build an oil pipeline from Russia into uh, the rest of Europe, sorry, a gas pipeline, or not let, uh, not, not let Russia have control over an important piece of territory. That's what I think. Exactly. Yeah. Andy, did you want to just drop in? Oh, well, um, uh, just, it's just a big story, really, that we need to actually uh, be looking at. Who's policing the police, as Dave said before? Uh... Go sift through some rocks. But um, it's absolutely a massive story, and um, the implications are, are far-reaching. And um, if if the OPCW is guilty of this, there's absolutely no reason to suspect that any of the other international organisations that are on the ground in Syria aren't also, um, to some extent, corrupted by influence from either this is major an international or body, isn't it? It's an international how body. Would you, how would you prove though that they were fudging it? Well, basically, the, the, on the, the document is saying that um, traditional investigative measures were, were bypassed in order to um, to suggest that it was Assad who gassed his own people. He's saying that there was, you know, there was uh, ballistics reports, um, witness consultations, uh, chemical analysis, toxicology consultations, ballistic studies, and witness testimonies was suppressed ostensibly to favour a preordained conclusion. So when coming to the conclusion, they basically didn't include a whole bunch of stuff that they found um, because it would cast out on, 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 on the, the idea that Assad was, was this kind of evil dictator which was suppressing his own people. Now, of course, we're not going to come here and say that Assad's the best bloke ever. Um, but to kind of use the OPCW as a means by which you can justify further regime change and kind of um, the entrenchment of US forces abroad is um, incredibly dangerous. If you're looking for 
a good 10 or 20 minutes of interesting watch. Go on, so there's quite a few foreign journalists who have gone and interviewed Assad. Assad speaks perfect English. I think he was educated at Oxford or something. Um, medicine. And anyway, the, it's like I think Chris Wallace went over, uh, like Fox News guy, there's a few others who went over from different networks. They've interviewed Assad before. Um, and the interviewers just get embarrassed. They just uh, allege things against him. They don't know any of the details. Um, and Assad just embarrasses them. And it makes... Uh, you kind of come away from the interviews thinking that the, the Western media has zero idea what they're doing when they cover uh, Syria and Assad. Well, one of the best pieces I, I saw on it was um, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson did a really good bit on Syria. And uh, it's kind of surprising because... You know, you can say what you want. Fox News is 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 mixed, but Fox News has kind of historically been just as hawkish about kind of the Middle East and and that area and uh, kind of pro-interventionist as any of the other networks. I mean, um, so Tucker Carlson has been totally against the mainstream on both Assange and Syria, um, speaking out way way harder against the narrative than anyone else and anyone you would expect. And so, I mean. Jimmy Dore, who was on the Young Turks and has left the Young Turks, has his own show now, who I would recommend. He's he's super, super progressive, but he's pretty funny. And he's also, you know, he, he, he's right about a lot of the stuff, I think. Um, and he's, he says, you know, why is why are Fox News viewers getting the real deal, getting the real truth about um, about what's happening in Syria? And he's had on a journalist who's been to, been to Syria and sp- spoken about like the white helmets and things like that, these organizations that are not actually kind of peacekeeping or humanitarian, providing humanitarian aid, but are in some respects, or at least allegedly, actually providing and facilitating um, kind of terrorist operations on the ground, um, which is obviously what happens when you literally arm, give arms to Al Qaeda sympathizers in order to overthrow Assad, which is what the CIA have done. And that's on record. We give money to Al Qaeda to overthrow Russia to, to, to fight Russian invasion of Afghanistan. It's madness. It's madness. It's an, it's an absolute mess. You, know and, and you play silly games, you win silly, silly prizes. prizes. That's right. It's That's an a absolute t-shirt. Mess. That's a t-shirt. That's a car sticker. Also, I got a lot of time for them. Uh, Tucker Carlson owned compilations. You guys seen them? Well, he owns or gets owned. Uh, he owns. Well, I've seen. I don't like those compilations anymore. Especially Ben Shapiro ruined them. Because Ben Shapiro just that's, began doing it for the compilation, and that's one of the things I don't. One of the things that really turned me off, Ben, is the way Ben captions his news articles. Have you ever seen it? No. Um, it's all so so his own network to puts the ones all these the ones who make the, a lot of the videos and um, articles like Ben Shapiro destroys college social justice warrior or something, and then Ben so that'll be like the Daily Wire or whatever. Um, like news story and then Ben Shapiro from his personal shares it and he just does the worst captions as well like he often says things like yeppers he says yeppers like Y-P-P-E-R-S he says epic a lot as well yeah epic yeah I'm off him I've I've been off him for a while but um, he's a bit of a Derek he's a bit of a Derek just on that you know slightly unrelated but I was going to say we're talking about you know uh, social media and branding and, and things like that you know that there are some channels which the ABC, like on YouTube, at the ABC has a bunch of shows and a bunch of channels. Like they put a, post a lot of their stuff on YouTube as well. And a lot of them you can't comment on. Oh, really? You can do that. Yeah, and they, you turn off the, um, the like, dislike one on YouTube. On YouTube. 
that's pretty so, funny. So they've got they. That's they, what um. They're these kind of uh, James um like a John Oliver slash Stephen Colbert slash Trevor Noah equivalent with Tom Ballard tonight with Tom Ballard or whatever. Yuck. It is. You can't know. comment on the videos. Like if I'm a taxpayer and I'm saying you know I'm paying for this program, I want to be able to engage with it. I think that's ridiculous. I think that every single um, thing that's taxpayer funded that's paid for by the taxpayers at least we should be able to comment on yeah. well what's uh, the that's um, another reason why the Australian media sucks what's the um, who's the guy who did Jim Jeffries Jim Jeffries did that on his I think Instagram and YouTube for a while yeah. after the RVM and I think he stopped the comments on it yeah. if anyone should people should go back onto Jim Jeffries I don't know if he, he apologised to RVM I don't think he has. we should ask Arby yeah he deserves he's still well, I think he's, Arby's he's coming he's up still, Sydney in a week or two I might Anyway. Do we have? Oh, we've been doing the battle. Did we forget last week the battle? Yeah, we haven't done battle for a hot minute. But well, I was thinking we could actually buy a trophy. That's one of the things I want to do, and we could engrave some of the names that we've done in so far. And the trophy, we get someone to design it for us, but it would be the Jussie Smollett beta male. The, the yeah, the juicy Smollett. And the juicy Smollett, um, the Jesse, and um, we'd get like Jussie's head on it. Yeah. Problem is, his, his head isn't very recognisable, I don't think. But it would be a nice touch. Right. I think it'd yeah, be nice. But increase that production value, wouldn't you say, Andy? I'd say so. If you want to help us increase it, you better check in the check up, check us out on the Patreon link in link in bio, link in the description. But is that the uh, is that a sad? I think that's a sad. Don't don't. Our advice to the. To the to um, the listeners, I think we would say is you'll hear a lot about Syria um, from the mainstream media, particularly the ABC, um, Sky News, whatever. Ninety-five percent of it's fake news. It's all. It's almost all fake news. Anytime you hear about stuff about Assad killing his own people, um, you know, justifying um, American intervention in Syria, um, it's all fake news. It's all fake news. Don't listen to it. Come to Carnage House. That's a hot take. And us. Who's the YouTubers you don't like? We're tying up loose ends, going back to jumping to conclusions. Well, it's still it's still um, Australian, oh, it's still Australian media in general. So I think as we've just sort of touched on, Tracy Grimshaw, all um, all taxpayer funded media in Australia sucks. SBS, ABC. That's a hot take. Certified suckage, I think. What about Triple J? Triple J. Uh, I was listening to Triple J the other night, and it's um, I think it's asexual week or whatever it is. So it's a week. You know how everything's got their own day now. Everything's got its own day. You know, like National Ballet Day, International Ballet Day, and you know, obviously it's just kind of the intersectional identities have their own day. Yeah, and well, asexual had its own week. So it was Triple J, which is supposed to be a music channel, music station, was talking for at least an hour on kind of um, asexuality, asexuality, what it means, how to approach it, and you know. I just like Triple J is just supposed to be a music channel. Yeah. I'm I'm happy for that. You know, if they want to have a taxpayer funded program on sexuality, for sure, for sure. I'm just, but I'm I'm here for the music. Yeah, because you know? Triple J's got I I have got some time for Triple J's music. They have for got, sure. they do have a nice uh, take on Australian music, especially. They've got good Australian music. They also mix in some good like other. Areas of music they mix in well. I, that's, what they, that's what they were for. I've got a big, like, like big diss on Triple J is how much they promote like um, 
American rappers, for instance. Kendrick but then, Lamar, yeah. But when then they, but then they, time. but then they don't touch Cursor with like a ten foot pole, even though he tops like the Australian aria charts, whatever, like, or the Australian music charts every year. And they say maybe it's just they don't like his content or something. But his content is in is like not worse than like any of the mainstream rappers from America. It's also a lot more uh, Australia centric. I would say, but he is Australian. Like yeah. he sounds he's Australian. The, right? He's the he's been the, the biggest, probably the biggest uh, Australian rapper, like Good for the past ten years. Yeah. Like each year, his album would have been the biggest Australian rap album, probably for the past ten years. Except maybe like ten years ago, it might have been three hundred and sixty. Yeah, it could have been. Hilltop Woods is also sprinkled in there a little bit. But no, that wouldn't be as big as Cursor Man. I don't think. Hilltop Woods is pretty big. I think they've got a bit of a following overseas. Well, Curses goes, this album goes right to the top, number yeah. one. Look, I think we can agree that the Triple J and all Australian media has dropped the ball on Curses. We should be representing his voice on uh, if we're going to have these. Uh, yeah, let's, do let's do some hit jobs on him. I respect the Curse. He's done his thing. Didn't no radio, no radio, Still, and then dude, had, that's tough, man. And to then, be an artist and be kind of shunned from radio. And then that's a massive market. And then to have it, to have it, but then now he has like ABK Records too. Yeah, he's a little hustler. Big up, big up stickers. We should try and get him on. I've thought about it. Yeah, try and get him on. I want to write a list of people I want to talk to. But yeah, also, but moving, uh, moving on. Big up Australian YouTubers. I think Cursor is an Australian YouTuber. That's how he gets. He got famous. YouTube. Yeah. YouTube videos. But he's, I wouldn't say he's a YouTuber, though. Yeah, Andy, who are the Australian YouTubers that suck the most? Well, I think it's a lot of it is YouTubers that I used to like, but now I think have become so repetitive and caught in the same cycle of using the same jokes that I have lost much respect for. Marcus Dibble is one that comes to mind when I think about that. Marcus Dibble has gone so stale. It's I don't, ridiculous. I don't know yet. The, you, the, the, I think if you, if I asked you about th- three to five years ago, you'd have known who Marcus Dibble is, but now you wouldn't. Um, Keep going. I think uh, Frenchie has gone stale, as much as I think he's probably a good bloke, someone you'd like to go have a I beer have with. I've seen that guy. Um, he's the guy that Marcus Dibble is the guy that always goes time for a muzz. But he's also the guy that rips on uh, other. I've seen him like rip on some kids' YouTube videos. Yeah. Or Percy Inglis. Yeah, that Percy was a fu- That was quality stuff. But they just become so stale. Um, also, yeah, Frenchie, he's... Frenchie's getting called out? I think Frenchie's very hit and miss with his stuff. Well, the thing is, his humour is always... It's the same. It's the same humour. He hasn't evolved. And because he keeps putting up the, the same stuff, because it pleases the same audience who likes it when someone just drops C-bombs and jokes about their anatomy, etc., um, sometimes it is pretty funny though. Dude, I, 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 there have been some videos from French who I've, I've been crying from laughing. I yeah. really like the Roundabout Crew. The roundabout, I like Tom. From the I like Tom crew. and I like Kenny from the Roundabout Crew. I think is very funny. There was one they did of um, one video they did of slang no one uses anymore, which is probably one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time. It's bloody hilarious. But the problem is as well because a lot of them get demonetized. As well, they're not. Bro, I saw Tom. I was watching. I was watching like a sports channel or something, and I saw Tom on two ads. Yeah. 
Yeah. One um, who's the main character in an eBay eBay ad, and no one is a main character in a Macca's ad. Macca's yeah, ad. He's on the monopoly, one of the monopoly Macca's ads. Dude, respect. Yeah, I think he wasn't even being a funny character. He was just in the ad. Would yeah. you call him a corporate fat cat? Uh, Does Tom well, get a corporate fat cat no, award? No, he gets. Uh, I respect his hustle. I respect the hustle, but I feel as if you need to evolve, and I feel as if Australian YouTube has completely stagnated. Okay, so we got French. We got Marcus Dibble. Tracy Grimshaw, yes or no? Tracy Grimshaw is sucks. Pretty, Are you going to go on sucks. record? Tracy Look Grimshaw into, sucks. What about um? What about Isaac um Butterfield? Isaac Butterfield, I think, still has uh. I like I like him. I think he's also becoming stale in my eyes. Um, but another group which in Australian media that we've touched on a little bit before is uh, television and ra- television hosts. They all suck. In Australia. They do suck. Grant Denyer, Andrew O'Keefe. Scott Cam. I'm going to chip in. I've, I've I met Andrew O'Keefe a bunch of times when I was just passing by when I was working um, in Channel 7. Lovely guy. I couldn't say about he, he would He would ask, like, he he had no reason to kind of talk to me, whatever it is, but he would always say hello and ask how I am. So I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to rant not, on I'm O'Keefe. Not, I'm not saying that uh, O'Keefe is a bad guy. I'm saying he sucks at his job. <laughs> he's just incompetent. <laughs> he did. Um, oh, and he's also, been there for a while. He's been. Uh, do you remember? He was doing Deal or No Deal. deal or no and I was deal. like, six. yeah. But also now Andrew O'Keefe thinks he's the chase. Barry Barry Big Bollocks. Yeah, like you look at the way he treated sunrise. like um, what's the what's the what's the girl's name who made the Red Pill documentary? Uh, Sarah J. It's something J. Sarah J. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Cassie J. I don't know who Sarah J is. Oh, really? Oh, really? Really? <laughs> you have no idea? No, I don't. No? No. Why no. are you acting sheepish? Alright. Andy's singing of famous actresses. <laughs> I can. I see where you're pointing to now, but I still don't know who, who it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. But yeah, Cassie J, go on. You yeah, well, okay, yeah. basically stitched her up. I think I think a lot of that comes from the producers. I don't know how much like the presenters should should exercise their control and say this is ridiculous. You know, I'm not going to participate in this. Stitch no, but up. it wasn't even um, like he said that her um, it's like her movie was um, like she interviewed like all these misogynists and it was like sexist against women and and all this stuff. And like, and and she was like, oh, so what examples are you referring to from the movie? And he like couldn't point to any. And he's like, have you? She's like, so have you watched the movie? And no, they hadn't even watched the movie yet. They're ripping on it. And then and then they're like, oh, we well, we weren't able to watch it, and like we didn't have time to watch it. And she's like, well, I sent copies to your producers like three months ago. Yeah, that that happened to um, this comedian called Tom Segura. Who had a bit on how we can't say the word retarded anymore? Yeah. And so uh, he got like the headlines of it was that uh, Tom Segura hates disabled people, and he's got a bunch of death threats. Yeah. Uh, from these guys, and like he responded to some of them. See, so the problem is if you you get this death threats from the disabled people, but no, how, they what? might it'd be hard for them to 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 kill you. I no, it wasn't. It wasn't from the, the disabled people. weren't the ones saying. <laughs> Weren't the ones giving the death threats. 
it was people who were defending the disabled people because the headlines <laughs> the big were, brother. You have lost the plot, mate. You have absolutely lost the plot. This has got to be the edgiest podcast we've done. Yeah, you're taking the just piss out of... Just when I'm trying to get a job. You're taking the piss out of the traditional custodians of the land with the Q-WAP or whatever it was. The acronym, gang. That was in Syria. Yeah, but the traditional custodians of the acronym... That's not what I was saying. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think there's a there's a portion of the Australian media that I actually like and doesn't suck. And that's why I mean I, there's some Australian artists which I think are quite good. I just think traditional customers just gets tossed around too much. The word just gets tossed around too much. Hmm. Hmm. It's just lost its meaning a little bit. Mm. Mm. Okay. I think as the MC, we call it a day there. I think this is... I'm taking my sunglasses off. And uh, I'm going to say it was a pleasure being with you. Do we have any beta mails for the week before we go? I'm going to give one to the Opakwa. The Opakwa? The Opakwa. I don't think there was any betas from our Indigenous story. Oh, no. There was, um, there was a thing I sent to our Carnage uh, Instagram chat. Where this guy had watched Captain Marvel 140 times. You get a beta male nomination. Yeah. It's what do you a, It's an awful movie. It's I so, never watched it's it. It's such a bad movie. Is it? Does it suck? It does suck. It lacks depth. It's, yeah. It's, they obviously just had to punch yeah, it out before saw, the second Avengers. I think I saw there was the, um... I saw an advertisement for, um... Bat, Batwoman. Batwoman TV. Yeah, that's that's one of those ones on Rotten Tomatoes where it has like the highest score. It has score. like ninety five percent from the critics, or about eight percent of the people who watched it liked it. Yeah, and it's like it's actually um, Batman is actually in the name. It's in the name. No, there, there's, <laughs> a, there's a character in the comics called Batwoman. Oh, is there? Yeah, but yeah, and so like she can have her own her own life. It's her own character or whatever, but. The TV show apparently sucks. Right. But, yeah. And also, have you seen... Um, I haven't seen it, but apparently the new uh, movie called Hustlers, which has got, like, oh. J-Lo, Cardi B, apparently that sucks. Well, that sucks. Thing is, I'm a fan of Cardi B. I'm not. I like Cardi B. Do you like, do you like the drugging and stealing? Uh, I like the... Uh, I like some of her verses in the, in the songs. You reckon she's got some good bars? I um, if she's lost... Yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting phenomenon. The, the, the disparity between the critics' reviews and the people's reviews. Yeah, interesting. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's um, Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones. The jo- the Joker. There was also another one. Um, oh, Struth. I think uh, we we get the point. Oh, this is gonna. It's gonna haunt you. This is gonna haunt me. You guys carry on. I'll see. But yeah, the, the Rotten Tomatoes. That's a, that's down the drain now. That's a invalid source an invalid platform yeah nobody likes Rotten Tomatoes anymore which is annoying because it it's got it can be pretty useful I think but it's just I feel as if it's not really the platform it's more just the people they give well to be fair to. to be like a movie critic you, I'd say probably most movie your TV show critics are like to do that as your main job I reckon there's a good chance you have um a certain political direction, certain political Why do you reckon it is? Why do you reckon... Why do you reckon, like, they actually lean that way? Um, 
I don't know. Jordan Peterson says that people with uh, who are higher in trait open-mindedness tend to be more left-wing. People who are higher in trait conscientiousness tend to be more right How do you, how do you get good at being a movie critic? Is it just you give really thoughtful Probably the same insights. way you get good at being a writer. No, but writing's kind of different because it's it's supposed to be, at least for kind of fiction writing, there's supposed to be an element of kind of originality. Whereas reviewing is just, you're just making a comment on someone else's product. At least with writing, you're making your own product. Yeah, but there's like how, a lot of make, different... How do you make a name movie? for yourself in the movie critic business? Do you watch, watch The Joker and then write a really... Well, that's why that you don't really have... It's probably hard, very hard to make a name for yourself. Because it's, it's probably... You don't get much money from it's it. It's just like those um, that South Park episode of the Yelp reviews. Have you guys? Seen oh that? yeah, I've seen that. That's hilarious. Where they're all like, "We're gonna leave one person to do the Yelp reviews," and all of them try to think it's that one person. It's it's quite it's it. quite a ride. It's quite a ride. The riot. It's a. It's a it's, they're going bonkers. <laughs> all right, we we're, we're clean. We're finishing this up. Thanks for being we're with us. A bit tangential. If you if you like the content, hit us up on our social media platforms. If you like it a lot, Carnage House Productions. Carnage House Productions on Patreon as well. If you if you are so inclined. Anyway, we will see you next week. I'm glad we got this one done. We almost didn't do it. It was good. I think it's one of our one of our better ones for sure. I think it is too. I think it had some jokes. It had some. I think it's over. I think it's over. See you next week. See you next week.